Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castro, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, I hope you stayed safe during this, uh, during Winter Storm Gale, I believe it's called. Did it have a name? I don't know. I mean, everybody, everybody I know called it the massive as fuck snowstorm. I just called it the snowpocalypse. It really was. I has a, a much nicer ring to it. I stayed over at my sister's in, in Jersey City because I was working. So I was working on Wednesday and I had to come in to work early on on Thursday. So I stayed over at my sister's in Jersey City and took the path over over to uh, to the city to to Christopher Street. But when I was walking to the path from my sister's apartment, it was actually pretty nuts. Oh, I'm sure. I felt like I was in like fucking Saskatchewan. <laughs> well, for everything that I've heard said, at least as further east you went, you didn't get hit as hard. So I can only imagine what New York City, New Jersey, eastern part of Pennsylvania, maybe the southern part of Connecticut, what that kind of looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it wasn't like horrible, horrible. It was just the fact that part of it wasn't shoveled. So I was like, so you're like ankle deep in in snow. You're treading through snow. Yes, you are treading like, through snow. Jesus like, Christ. And yeah, it's like kind of a, you don't know whenever you're on the next block, like if you're going to be like ankle deep in snow or you're just going to be fine. Yeah, well, not to mention that if you didn't have snow boots and you're we were walking in there and whatever moccasins, let's just say, just to get there, and then you put and you put on some work appropriate shoes when you get there. I don't think it helps the fact that the your the the cuff of your pants is completely drenched, and you're not going to be able to uh, be comfortable while you're trying to be productive at work because the because yeah. your pants are freaking soaked. Well, also, my mask was soaked as well. See, I, I can relate to that because I wore my mask outside yesterday when I was shovel when I was doing the blower. But I wasn't wearing it for protection. I was wearing it for the sake of my face was fucking freezing. <laughs> that does help. It, it does. That does help it, in that in that it way. It wasn't one of those. What? It, it's not one of the string masks. It's one of the. Uh, it's one of the the neck ones that you just bring right up and it covers your face. Right. So that's where. Like I, because I can imagine people listening to this now and saying, "Well, how does a string mask that wraps around your ear help keep you warm?" Well, when you have the combo of the sleeve, and then you have your knit hat, then you have your AirPods in, and you have four layers on. There was a lot. There's a lot of science that was going into uh, trying to stay warm yesterday. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's just go into these uh, into the Thursday night game. One of the more interesting Thursday game. night games. What a game. I mean, you had, I mean, I'm sure that you would have been, you would have been singing a very different tune if uh, your least favorite quarterback would have led the Raiders to victory in overtime. Hey, well, I'll give him credit because he looked very good. He looked very good. And it reaffirmed my belief that there's only one team in the National Football League who can't win with a backup quarterback to save their lives, and it's, it's the, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Oh, well, the New York Jets too, but the Jets just suck, period. They can't win with their starter. 
The Cowboys the Cowboys just beat the Bengals with their backup quarterback. Oh, it's the Bengals. Come on. Whatever. That's like that's like you're saying that the that that Kendall Hinton from the Broncos goes to the Jets and beats up on the Jets. That would it's never happen. It's the Jets. Happen. That would never Jets. happen. That would never happen. Oh, the Jets would win that game? Yes. That would, would be that would be an ass ball of epic, epic proportions. I would take the Jets plus three. I would take the under for that game. I'll tell you that right now. That'd be the easiest under of all time. But the problem is the under would be like 32. But I mean, yeah, this, this Thursday night game was really, really good. And if we're looking at this from, first of all, prayers up to Derek Carr, because that groin injury looked bad. Yeah, that looked bad, bad. He just pulled up. He was like, nah. Uh, I'm I'm going to the locker room. I'm done. That's how you knew it was. It was very very bad. So prayers up to Derek Carr. Um, but I guess we'll start with the the Chargers first. Oh wow 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 Justin Herbert. I know right. You beautiful man. I know. He hmm 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 Adam hmm hmm Yeah, he looks really good. He looks real good. And if you're if you're the Miami Dolphins and you watch that game, because let's just put this into perspective. Keenan Allen had one catch. Granted, came into this game with an injury designation, knew he would be limited. He had one catch, Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. On three targets, yes. On three targets, correct. Justin Herbert was able to get most of the work done that he did. It happened with his two best offensive players, maybe even three, if you want to put Mike Williams into this conversation as well. I beg to differ. Hunter Henry was healthy in this game. Well, Hunter, Hunter Henry is in a league of his own. We don't even want to. We don't we don't compare gods to mortal men. Very clear, just to be very clear. That's fair. But you had Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen all carrying injury designations going into this game, and Justin Herbert was still able to get the job done. Granted, Hunter Henry had a really good night, and if you started Hunter Henry in fantasy playoffs, good for you, because he had a really really good night. And I knew the second that we saw Keenan Allen questionable, borderline doubtful. Mike Williams, much of the same story. And then Austin Eckler coming in with the quad injury that he was dealing with. You knew that the recipe was there for Hunter Henry to have a pretty sizable game. And and he did. So fair play to uh, to Hunter Henry. And really, the, the Chargers, they had a really, really good game. And, and again, if you started Keenan Allen, you probably didn't have much of a choice. I would have avoided him hey listen you saw from him he said don't sit me listen i i couldn't do it i i advised my own mother to sit keenan allen who is in she's in a fantasy she's in a semifinal okay and i told her i said look she has this is a, this is a 10 team league she has mm-hmm. josh allen chris carson tyreek hill mike evans stefan diggs and Keenan Allen, but she also has Darren Waller, who put up a 30 bomb. 
So I think she's good. She ended up sitting Keenan Allen and she's playing Curtis Samuel. But the point here. At this point, she's probably already won. Um, not necessarily, but it's a good start. A 30 bomb from your tight end. It's a great start. Yes. Great game from, from the Chargers point of view, especially for, for fantasy. And look, if you, if you had Justin Herbert, you're very happy with the way it turned out. I think most people that at least, at least that I talked to, most people were looking from at least 20 from Herbert. So the fact that you were able to get the 27 that he was able to provide, you know, good, good, good day from, uh, from Herbert. As for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs was able to score, had a couple receptions, looked good in, um, in that instance, had 17 fantasy points somewhere in that, in that ballpark. Looked good. Looked good. Was able to get that touchdown, which really did end up helping his day. Darren Waller. Look, he's 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 a cheat what code. Can you say about Darren Waller? He's a cheat code already at this said. point. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it got to a point where when Mariota came in, I was texting one of my one of my acquaintances, and I had said to him, I was like, "Yo, all right, if Darren Waller scores a touchdown, anybody who owns Darren Waller can just breathe so much easier." What happens? Mariota throws a dime to the pylon for Darren Waller, his second or third throw. I was sitting, sitting there saying to myself, what was that? Where where was that in Tennessee? Yeah. And it just continued all night long. Why do you feel like Marcus Mariota actually wasn't as terrible as people thought he was? And actually it was more because Mike Vrabel just didn't just wanted to do different things with the offense. Oh, no, Marcus, Marcus Mariota is terrible. He's not. Did you see the game that he had? This is a mirage, Adam. Oh my God! It's not a mirage. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when he goes up in the Hawaii ball. Pro Bowl is no longer in Hawaii. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you mean mean next week? Next week. Yes, when he plays a proper defense, and the entire state of Hawaii will be watching the same game at the same time. Yes. I wonder if they're going to flex that to like. To a time that's more palatable to Hawaiians, I think time I, zones are weird. They would probably have it be a four o'clock kickoff. Yeah, I, I mean, even if it's a one o'clock, who cares? I think the entire state would be up watching anyway. I mean, yeah. Well, Marcus Margarita had a good twenty eighteen, pretty solid twenty eighteen. Okay, very solid twenty eighteen. I listen, he showed you the potential that people the teams were, you know, entranced by that caused him to be the second overall pick. The problem with Marcus Mariota has never been talent. Talent was never it's never a question. He's talented. No doubt about it. The question with Marcus Mariota, at least for me, has always been what do you need in the NFL to survive as a quarterback? Consistency. That's number one. And then number two, you need to have an accurate deep ball. That's the way that the NFL is. You need to be a truly consistent passer. And Marcus Mariota in Tennessee was not that. But he showed a glimpse of that. And maybe draft guru Mike Mayock happened to see something that none of us did. And maybe he's got a leg up on us in uh, in that regard. But 
before we get to the 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 actual slate of games and preview and all of that, I had completely forgot Marcus Mariota was on this team because I was busy celebrating. Not like I was I wasn't happy that Derek Carr got hurt, obviously. Yeah, you gotta but reword I, that, please, so we don't get canceled. Yes, yes. I was not happy that Derek Carr got hurt, obviously, out of roof for injuries, but I was saying to myself, Oh, we're getting to see Nathan Peterman. So I was like, okay, there, there, there's there's a side to this. We're gonna see Nathan Peterman throw six picks. This is great. And then my boy who I was talking to texted me and said, Yo, this is Marcus Barriota, it's not Nathan Peterman. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> who? Who 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 is this? Yes. It was like well, the ghost, it was like the ghost of Christmas past coming back to haunt me. The ghost of Oregon quarterbacks past. Haunting turned, Justin it, Herbert. I honestly, I think at the at the around the hour of nine nine fifteen ish, the entire state of Oregon stopped what they were doing and flipped on the the football game. Namely, if they were in and around the area of Eugene. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things. Also, I mean, was Joey Harrington uh, in attendance? <laughs> he was. He, he he was watching. <laughs> Somewhere around the globe where, where Joey Harrington can reside with his body. I say uh, Joey Heisman. Joey who, Heisman. Who never won a Heisman. Joey Draft Boston, more like it. Yep. Uh, Detroit. Anyway. Never change. Never change. Uh, Matt Millen. Never change. Oh, Matt Millen. That's a name I haven't heard in a dog's age. Making the Jets look like look like. They're competent since the early 2000s. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So uh, this is an interesting slate we have because uh, obviously you see like in late in the year when you have the Saturday games, this is like this is what the NFL has wanted anyway. They want to encroach on, uh, on Saturday. But uh, obviously college football is has Saturdays covered. So – now to this, you know, conference championship week in college football. Now we see uh, Saturday games, and actually next week, obviously, we're going to have a Friday game. I, I I was literally about to say to you, do you know we have Friday football next week? We do. I was like, huh, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry. Friday football. Friday football. So yeah, the Model first game. Me, uh... The first game in the slate for Saturday is the Buffalo Bills heading to Denver for the Denver Broncos. At least they don't need to dress any differently for the weather for when they leave Buffalo and go Ew. to Denver. Nope. Don't need to change your clothes there. As far as injuries are concerned, John Brown is still on IR. Uh, Brandon McManus is actually out for this game. So a uh, new kicker for the Detroit, for the uh, Denver Broncos. Do we know who it is yet? I have no idea who it is. Here, you wrote the injury report. I'll do, I'll do some uh, some research on kickers. Sure. Uh, also, Philip Lindsay is questionable, and honestly, so is Melvin Gordon. Frankly, uh, this is from yesterday. Uh, Vic Fangio said that both Lindsay and Gordon are going to be questionable for Sunday's game against the Bills or Saturday's game against the, against the Bills. Excuse me. So, hey Adam. Yes, I have found the the kicker. Okay. Who, who his, do we have here? His name is 
Taylor Russellini. Russellino. He's 31 years old, and he recently saw action as a member of the St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL. Oh. We've gotten to that point of the season. We've gotten to that point of the season, yes, where Adam Vinatieri could come in and kick, but they're going for a guy who converted 9 of 10 field goals in the XFL. That's still a good percentage. 90%. Yeah. It's an A. A minus. It's an A minus. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so... We'll see how he does in the thin air at mile high. Probably better, considering that I think two of the longest field goals ever in the NFL were kicked at mile high. Speaking of longest field goals ever kicked, how upset were you that the freaking punter for the Raiders couldn't hold on to the snap at the end of the half to see Daniel Carlson try and break the NFL record. It would have been a 65-yarder. A little a little pissed. I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, my God. They're just going to try and kick a field goal. Well, I guess maybe they were showing love to Lane Kiffin trying to attempt <laughs> a ridiculously long field goal for no reason. John Gruden and Lane Kiffin have similar qualities. <laughs> They're both blonde. <laughs> Is Lane, Lane Kiffin's not blonde? He's like dirty blonde, right? Or is he light brown hair? Now, now I need to look this up. Lane Kiffin's not blonde. He's Unless... not like blonde's blonde. Um, very interesting. It's like a dirty blonde. I told you. Yeah. But Gruden's like actually blonde. Yeah, but then there's other pictures where he looks like it's brown. Maybe it, maybe it's brown. I don't know. Well, there is a picture I'm looking at right now. This is terrible, terrible radio, so forgive me for I've sinned. But it is a picture of Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss with what looks like a dirty blonde-ish flow. I don't know. Maybe it maybe gets a color. <laughs> to hide the gray. That's or the, the color he goes with dirty blonde. Or the blonde. He gets he gets highlights. God, he gets frosted tips. <laughs> yeah. So for the starter meter, I mean, this is a pretty easy one, I feel like. Although aside from the running backs is really the question mark here. Mm-hmm. But I think that obviously you're starting Josh Allen. And obviously you personally are starting Josh Allen if Ten. you have him. Mm-hmm. But the running backs, well, okay. So you're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Stefan Diggs. Ten. You're probably starting Cole Beasley as well. Seven. Especially since like the top two corners for Denver are suspended, AJ Boye, and on IR, Bryce Callahan. Right. So and Bryce Callahan is their slot corner. So Cole Beasley is gonna have a fucking day. Yeah. Yep, and I can uh, tell you. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Also, Gabriel Davis, of course, one of your top uh, waiver ads for the past couple of weeks running. Yeah, my thing with Gabriel Davis, though, is that, you know, if he catches three, four balls, one of them has to be a touchdown for him to provide value. That, that's just the only problem that I have. It's, just, it's a very, very small sample size. Yeah. So what but are you going three, to say? Three, t- three weeks with a touchdown. You know, you can't, yep. you can't ignore that production. Um, going back to talk about the running backs, because, yes, this is a question that actually I've got, gotten a lot this week in terms of what do you do? with Singletary or Moss in a matchup that on paper looks pretty good. This is a defense, of course, just allowed Mike Davis to score two touchdowns on them last week. 
I don't have Devin Singletary ranked inside my top 30. I don't have Zach Moss ranked inside my top 40. They can be started. It's more Devin Singletary than Zach Moss. But it really, really, really means that you're so short on options. And I would say that you have – there's there are better options that would be out there than Singletary or Moss. Like Lynn Bowden is a great example. I would yeah. rather start Lynn Bowden over both. Here's another thing. I would – well, this is more of a thing for the other show, the Tuesday show. But if somebody – was kind of fed up with Leonard Fournette. You know, when we said that Leonard Fournette was droppable and you see Leonard Fournette on your waivers, I would uh, pick him up before anybody else hears the news that Ronald Jones is on the COVID list. <laughs> well, I would assume that Leonard Fournette is long gone at this point. Um, but I'm not even necessarily sure that Leonard Fournette is going to be the the workhorse guy. I think it's going to be more of a, of a committee now, would I be surprised if Leonard Fournette gets 15, 20 carries? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Bruce Arians did say he's going to be the starter. Right. Right. But what does that mean? It means it means he's going to get the first carry. And then what happens from there is anybody's guess. But if, like I said, if he gets 15, 20, I wouldn't be surprised. But if he gets 5 to 10, and then you sprinkle in, you know, your Keyshawn Vaughn and your LeSean McCoy, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Apparently, so, they also have Kenyon Barner. Oh, of course. How could I forget Kenyon Barner? Of course. Speaking of, you, see, we got an Oregon theme going on here. Where's the really Thomas? Yeah, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, all these ducks. What about quack, Josh quack. Huff? Josh Huff? Oh, oh, my God. Wow, you're you're really digging into the uh, the gold mine here. Yeah. The, or, the Oregon duck gold mine. How about, how about LeGarrette Blunt? Uh, yes. The punch heard around the world. The punch heard around the world, yes. So, I mean, if I had to pick one of the one of these Bills running backs, it would be Singletary. But again, not inside my top thirty. If we're if I'm looking at running backs just based on my ranks that are pretty widely available, that I would go and maybe pick up. Um, one of those guys would, in fact, be Lynn Bowden and Jeff Wilson Jr. as well. Yeah, if there definitely. is if there is an issue. With Raheem Mostert, who is definitely questionable with that ankle injury that's definitely plagued him, then you know you could be seeing Jeff Wilson get more touches. And I think even if Mostert plays, I think Wilson could be a good start for people in deeper leagues that you know have issues at running at running back. Yeah. And then for the Broncos, it's a completely different story. I mean, I'm not comfortable starting just about anybody beside outside of like Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. Noah Fant. That's it. No offense. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. There's nobody else that I would even think about starting. Maybe if you're in a bind and you need Melvin Gordon, then that's fine. He's a top 30 play. But other than that, there's nobody else that I really am interested in. And no offense isn't even a top 10 play for me. Yeah. But if I had to pick one guy, it would be fan. And that's it. Yep. All right. So with that being said, you want to move on to the Packers and the Panthers? Surely. One thing to note for the Panthers, of course, this is the question that's on everybody's mind. It's that Christian McCaffrey is doubtful for this game. Yeah, he's not playing it. There's no way. Also, I mean, your mom, uh, Donna, started uh, Curtis Samuel 
he is questionable for Saturday's game with a hamstring issue. But she'll know. Yep. She'll know. So it'll be uh, good for, uh, for Mama Donna. Yes. And then for the Packers, the Green Bay, the Acme Packers, Meat Packers. Is it meat or cheese that they're named after? Packers. Cheese. I would assume it was cheese. Because they are the cheese heads. They are cheese heads. Well, I thought it was just because, you know, Wisconsin loves their cheese. And they were just like, yeah, we're just going to have it associated with the Packers. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting, though. Uh, sure oh, it God. Is. A lot of red here on this injury report, but that's because the Packers have so many players on injured reserve. Um, the only question mark here is um, Malik Taylor, at a wide receiver. But that's really not too much to no. bother with. No. So let's just go into the starter meter. And are you starting Teddy Bridgewater in this game? Four, I would avoid it if you can. What about Mike Davis? Eight. Top 12 what about, I think DJ Moore is going to be playing in this game, right? Is. Mm-hmm. Is DJ Moore a start for you? He's a, he's a seven. Okay. He's a seven. Top 24 play. What about Mr. Anderson? Eight. Top 20 play. Curtis Samuel? Six. High end flex. Ian Thomas? One. All right. And then for the Carolina, or and then for the Green Bay Packers. Well, yeah. For the Green Bay Packers, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, obviously. He is my number one quarterback of the week. Yes. You're starting Aaron Rodgers. And start him next week, too, against yeah. Tennessee. Start him. And you're starting Aaron Jones as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a nine in, in this matchup. I actually I like him a lot. Carolina's run defense has been much uh, much maligned. And I think this is a great opportunity for Aaron Jones to finally break out of this, uh, this duck that he has gotten himself into. Uh, mainly, though, because they're just padding the fuck out of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae out of stats. Yeah, it's actually pretty ridiculous. It's like you're in Madden and you want to force your way to getting an achievement where one of your players wins MVP, so you just give the ball to him constantly. A hundred touchdowns in a season on Madden. Yes, there you go. Hundred. He's on on pace for a hundred touchdowns. Hey, it's in in Madden. It's very doable. All you need is five, is like five or six touchdowns a game, and you're good. But your running yeah. back's just gonna get who gots. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, <laughs> can you imagine? Somebody throws for like 70 touchdowns in the season. They would be the number one overall pick at fantasy that I would not take. <laughs> All the questions would be like, can he do it again? No, <laughs> because I have proper brain cells. Can he do it again? Um, and then also Jamal Williams. It seems to be more of an even timeshare. I mean, ever since like the bears game yeah, on Sunday does. night, it does. Um, He's a middle-of-the-road flex. It's like a five. Deep leagues only, 12, 14 teams. And uh, now the roller coaster has gone back up to the highest of highs, Devontae Adams. You need me to tell you that? No. You really you really need me to say where Devontae Adams is? You're not listening to this podcast for us to tell you to start Devontae Adams. You should already know that. Devontae Adams is going to have at least 25 fantasy points this matchup. Book it. 
That's a guarantee. That is a stone cold guarantee that I'm making right here, right now. It's live. It's recorded. We have it. Broadcasters of the world. We have a live record of you saying it. 25 points from Devontae Adams. Book it. Take it to the bank. Well, for the sake of your your pride and your your credibility, I hope you're right. Eight catches, a buck twenty, and a touchdown. Okay, listen, you're you stop digging. You're digging. You're digging it. You're digging your own grave. You can be. You're making more things you could be potentially wrong about. I'm confident. I I understand. I'm confident too. Not not confident enough to guarantee anything. See, I but am. I I do think Devontae Adams is going to have a really good year. I'm gonna have like a really, really, really good fantasy day. Adam, you're setting yourself up for me to come on this podcast on Tuesday when you're back and give you the little twinkly eyes and say, "So, how about Devontae Adams?" Yeah. Listen, this stuff has happened before. Remember Tyree Kill? Of course I do. Yeah, but we're also forgetting who this is. This is Devontae Adams, whose quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, who has favorites and plays favorites. This is why Aaron Rodgers cannot have children because Aaron Rodgers will have a favorite child. <sighs> As of right now, Devontae Adams is and will always and will always be his favorite son. Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, they, they can't live up Robert to Tunyon. the kind of father-son relationship that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have. With that in mind, I mean, are you starting any of them? Other than Devontae Adams? Only one I would consider in deep leagues is MVS. And then Robert Tunyon at tight end. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Very good play. He's a top eight play for this week. All right. Uh, we're moving on to Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. And it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Atlanta Falcons in their first trip to uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium this season. First and last, actually gonna say first and last well it's their second trip to a stadium whose naming rights are owned by mercedes-benz thank you adam i'm just saying well and this week on adam presents silly facts adam says the tampa bay buccaneers are going to the second stadium in which mercedes-benz owns the naming rights can you name the first stay tuned for next week's episode of Adam brings you stupid facts. Listen, I'm not Tim Kirchin. These everybody knows the everybody knows that it's the everybody calls it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Was that in your uh, your AP article you got emailed to you this morning, Mister One Percent? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Off the top, I'm just making sure. Yeah, because I know you are part of the One Percent, and you are you have various degrees, and. You are above all of us because you get daily emails from the AP. These are all your words, not mine. I'm just confirming what the world does. Anyway, it's funny that we uh, that I talked about Leonard Fournette. I mentioned Leonard Fournette because uh, the big, the big, big, big news coming out of Tampa Bay is that Ronald Jones has been put on the COVID list and he is out for this game. Mm-hmm. And for Atlanta, Julio Jones remains out for this game as well. Yeah, he is officially out, not going to play. Correct. Calvin Ridley is also questionable, but I mean, he's played the past couple of weeks, so I'm not exactly worried. And I don't think you should be either. 
unless something crazy happens where he just doesn't practice on Friday? No, the only thing that you should be concerned about with Calvin Ridley is the matchup and the fact that Matt Ryan has looked bang average lately. Yeah. All right, as far as the starting meter is concerned, are you starting Thomas Brady? Eight. Top 15 play for me. What about Leonard Fournette or LaShawn McCoy or Keyshawn Vaughn? Whomever the hell the running back is going to be. Yeah, it's Um, probably Leonard Fournette, but it's probably going to be a committee. Fournette's Fournette's like a six. He's a middle-of-the-road flex just because I don't trust it. I, I, I don't trust it. And again, we talk about this when we go into playoff time. And what's the number one thing that us as fantasy managers want to avoid? It's risk. Uncertainty, yeah. Uncertainty, correct. This is as uncertain of a situation as it gets. Where if if you're in a bind and you have to play Fournette, like if you had Keenan Allen in a flex and your other option was Leonard Fournette and you played Leonard Fournette, I think that's fine. But, you know, if you have better options on your bench... Like, I would rather start Melvin Gordon over Leonard Fournette. And I know that Melvin Gordon, you know, that that situation is just a disaster in Denver. But I would rather start Melvin Gordon. I think it's more consistent and you know what you're getting out of Melvin Gordon versus Leonard Fournette. Now, could Leonard Fournette, like I said, could he get 15, 20 carries? Could he score in this game? Yes, he absolutely can. But the downside is also there. So, you know, I don't know what the happy medium is with Fournette. I don't know if there is one. So that's why I'm saying if you can avoid Leonard Fournette, I would I would do it. Personally. Personally, I, I, I would do it. And if we're talking about McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, Barner, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go there either. I mean, if you're in like a 16 or 18 team league and McCoy is an option in PPR only, then I guess I guess that's an option. But I, I wouldn't touch Vaughn and I wouldn't touch Barner. Yeah, no, I get that. Because honestly, if Leonard Fournette's going to be the quote-unquote starter, then it's going to – and you have four running backs potentially getting getting carries, it's going to be a lot harder for uh, the, any of them to actually do something of note in this game. Correct, Amundo. But for the wide receivers, it's a little bit more decisive. I mean, you're, you're starting Mike Evans in this game. You're starting Chris Goblin in this game. Um. And you're starting Antonio Brown. Um, I don't know if they're as locked and loaded as you think, especially. Well, maybe not Antonio Brown. Brown, but like Evans and Godwin, though. Ah, uh, I like Godwin more than Evans. Evans, you need a touchdown from. Like, I think if you can get you four for sixty and a touchdown, I think that's fine. I, I like I said, Adam. I I don't think you're gonna be sitting Evans or Godwin. I think you can sit Antonio Brown. I think that this is a matchup where if you want to avoid this disaster behemoth of an offense, you can do it. And if that option is sitting Antonio Brown, then I then I would do it. Yeah, because like, listen, you have no idea what's gonna happen. In this game, the Bucks could be up by wow. f- by thirty by halftime, or they could be like in a in a tied close game. I would go with the tied close game because because if this was a game against like Jacksonville or whatever, then yeah, 
the Tampa Tampa Bay would be running the ball. They wouldn't be throwing, you know, by the third or fourth quarter. But this game, they're going to be fighting all the time. So I think it's it makes a lot of sense to have, uh, you know, receivers like Mike Evans and Chris Goblin in your fantasy lineup. And I mean, is is Gronk gonna bounce back? Do you think he's way he's regretting coming out of retirement? Um, do I think he'll bounce back? I, I mean, you know, you're that's a tough question. I would say if there's a matchup where you expect Gronk to do something, this is probably it. But again, you're you're asking a lot out of out of Gronk in, in this mess of an offense where there's so many mouths to feed that he's going to be the guy that gets his. And lately he hasn't been. So, you know, Gronk is like a borderline start. I personally wouldn't do it. But if you have a bigger set than I have, then I guess go for it. But he's a top 10 play for me, but I don't love it. He's again, he's in that group that we talked about a few weeks ago where it's like you're praying for a touchdown or praying for anything. He's very much a part of that group. Yeah, no, you're definitely right on that, though. It just doesn't seem like it's gone. A lot of stuff has gone his way Mm -mm. this season. No, no. For the Falcons. I mean, just like it's such a meh. It's Atlanta. It's very blah. It's very blah. It's very bland. The only guy that I think you can start with any sort of confidence is Ridley. And even, I agree. even he is not necessarily the locked and loaded wide receiver one that he was. So, you know, you're, you have to make a pretty tough call in terms of, you know, do you want to trust that? Obviously you're going to start Ridley. He's an eight. It's a good matchup for him, and if the Bucks are blowing out the, the the Falcons, it makes an even better opportunity for Ridley to really show up and put something on the board for you. But you know you're 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 investing in a very tricky situation. So is that something that you want to do? Me personally, what we just talked about, it's mitigating risk versus reward. And for me, I understand the situation may not be great. But it is Calvin Ridley. He's gotten you this far. You play him. Yeah. No, I agree. The last thing you want to do is get cute, sit Calvin Ridley, and he puts up a 25 or a 30, and you're out because of it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to overthink stuff in the playoffs. Nope. Just kiss, Adam. Just kiss. That's right. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I mean, you don't even know what's going on with Todd Gurley because this was around the same time last year that he was being – it was more of a running back committee in, in Los Angeles with, big no. with, with big his arthritis. No. Yeah. That's it's the biggest. No, I think I will give anybody that is at least relevant today. And this is nothing new where I am very much on the, uh, the girly hate uh, bandwagon, but uh, in case you want some clarity on this, Adam, Todd Gurley is not inside my top 40. Wow. Well, fantasy pros, he is just outside the top 30. Really? He's at 34. Okay. So I have I have him lower than the consensus consensus, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think I pretty cons- much have all year long. Yeah, the consensus is weird like that. 
I don't think I've had him anywhere near the consensus all year long. And Weeks, it's worked. Weeks, it, it hasn't worked. But this is a matchup where Tampa Bay is very good against the run. And it's something that I want to avoid. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, though. All right. Uh, next game is the biannual matchup of two teams that I hate. And that is the Patriots going to Miami and uh, going up against the Dolphins. The Adam Bomb game. The Adam Bomb game. That's A-D-A-M, not A-T-O-M. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so for the Miami, actually, let's go over New England first because it's a lot more interesting that way where you have Damian Harris. He was limited on Thursday's practice. In Thursday's practice, there's no information on what it is that exactly it was that caused him to be limited, but he is limited. And James White with a foot issue was limited in practice on Wednesday. And for the Miami Dolphins, uh, their running back situation, their wide receiver situation is ridiculous. You have, uh, I guess, Miles Gaskin still on on COVID IR. Um, You have Salvin Ahmed, who with a shoulder issue that's been plaguing him since he started a couple weeks ago. Uh, He was limited in Thursday's practice. You have a wide receiver, uh, Devontae Parker, with the hamstring. He was living in Thursday's practice. And surprisingly, Mike Gesicki is only questionable heading into this game with a shoulder issue. Yeah, that's pretty crazy if Gesicki actually sits up. Yeah. It would create it would create a lot of very interesting dilemma for, for managers whether or not they can go out and play Gesicki. Right, exactly. And Damien Harris, I believe, was that is that an ankle injury for it, for Harris? It doesn't say. It just said that he was added to the injury report. Because I know, I know he's been dealing with the ankle all year. So if it's the ankle, it probably is an issue of maybe it was a flare up in practice or something like that. If it's something new, then that's definitely not a good sign for Harris. But I would assume it's probably the ankle. Yeah. Well, you never know. With, uh, with ankle issues and stuff like that, especially for running backs. If you yeah. running backs with ankle issues, yeah, I would just, you, you just steer clear from that sort of thing. It's fair. Because like you can't cut like you normally would if you have a busted ankle. No, you can't. You cannot. So for the starter meter, uh, Cam Newton's falling off a cliff. Yeah, you can't play him. Here, I'll keep this very simple. Okay. You are not starting a New England Patriot. How about that? That's good for me. Good enough for me. Anyway. You cannot start them. It is too risky. And then, honestly, I'm not even confident in the Dolphins in this game. <sighs> Aside from their defense, probably. But, like, Bill I Belichick think... against rookie quarterbacks. I think the only guy that I would be okay with starting, and again, he's a top 30 play, and this is in PPR only, is Lynn Bowden. Yeah. Maybe if you're hunting for a touchdown in deeper league, Salvin Ahmed. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I wouldn't also, start I wouldn't start Parker. If you that's the thing though. It's like you're you have a Dolphins team with a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. without his two best players. Right. Arguably three. You know, if you want to put Miles Gaskin there as well mm-hmm. and 
yeah, it's it's not it's not gonna be a good time. Not gonna be a good time. No, no, and it, it definitely provides more of a more of a boost for Bowden that he will probably be more of a focal point in the game planning and whatever for Miami to get him more involved in this offense, knowing that he could that Tua could be without, like you said, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, and uh, Miles Gaskin. Now, here's the conversation that we have to have with Gesicki. It's a shoulder injury. So it's nothing like he will be able to to potentially roll an ankle or something, and that's that. It's nothing to do with his movement. It has everything to do with his ability to catch and block and things like that. Which is literally the entire all the entirety of what tight ends do. Correct. My advice would be if you are in a if you are in tight end hell and you have no other viable option, like if if you can't go pick up an Irv Smith. If you can't go and pick up a Jared Cook, if you can't go pick up a Cole Komet, then start Kasiki. I would hope, though. Or even a Higby. Even a Higby. Even a Higby. Yeah, I think that's, that's okay. I would hope, though, that if you are responsible and you know that Gesicki was iffy at best coming into this week. You had a backup plan very much in place. And you went and you got somebody on waivers this week that could start for you. If you didn't, and you're hoping that Gesicki plays, you better go find a backup plan right now. Because if I was, I'm telling you right now, dude, if I was an opponent and I saw that someone had Gesicki and they were looking at tight ends, and especially if you're in deeper leagues, especially in 10 and 12, I don't know how effective this strategy would be, but in 14, 16, 18 team leagues, if you see an opponent that doesn't have a backup plan with Gesicki in there, I would be taking guys off my bench, left, right, and center, throwing on the waiver wire, and going and pick up every available tight end. Oh, that's good ones. Cool. I, I would. I, I absolutely it, would. Yeah. Cole Komet. Oh wow, for me, I'll take it. I'll take that. Oh, Cole Komet. Ooh, okay. Irv uh, Smith, Jared Cook, Tyler Higby. Welcome to the squad. Trey Boo Boo. I'll take him yeah. too. I'll take him too. Yeah. No. Well, I mean that that's the gamesmanship that you're uh, that you're looking at in the fantasy playoffs. But I mean, really, it's it's, it's their fair. own fault. It's their own fault for not picking for not getting a backup option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, uh, are we good with this game? We can move yep. on to uh, Jacksonville. We're great with this game. All right. So, Gardner Minshew is a starter again? Yes, sir. And James Robinson popped up on the injury report. He is questionable heading into this game. With what, we'll find out. James Robinson with a knee issue. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I just wasn't 100% sure. He's uh, limited. Uh, Tyler Eifert, also limited. Tyler Eifert with an injury. Never seen this before. Um, Yeah, so there you go. Do you think this would be the kind of thing that 
sidelines James Robinson? Um, I mean, it could, especially if you're talking about a a team that is definitely on the outs and not thinking about making the playoffs. They could potentially just sit James Robinson, and that would be a major, major, major problem for anybody that owns uh, Robinson. Yeah. And then for Baltimore, I guess they're going to be bringing in another uh, another quarterback because RG3 and Trace McSorley are both on IR. It's oh, terrible news. Yeah. Maybe they'll try and sign Josh McCown. Is he retired? No. Isn't he not. also on IR? Is he on IR? I have no idea. I think he is. No, I. what did he do? Did he hurt himself while he was uh, hurting his cattle? I don't know. I don't know what he was on. the. So he was on the. He was on the Eagles and they paid him to stay home and just be in game shape. Yeah. So what happened was I think the Texans claimed him off of like stole, like poached him from the practice squad. And then they put him on IR, but I don't think he's, I don't see him on the injury report. So maybe he's on, an, on another team. That's a very interesting. This is this is some fascinating information that we're doing. We right? Josh McCown. This I think this is what we call investigative journalism. Yeah, this is investigative journalism. Yeah, he's on the Texans. He is on the Texans. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely on the Texans. With what I don't know, or on IR with what I don't know. So basically, what they're grooming, what they did was they're bringing McCown in with the eye of making him a potential coach. That's why they claimed him. Well, that makes sense. They want him to potentially be the quarterback coach or a quarterback coach for Deshaun Watson. He might as well. I mean, he is kind of. That's what he does. That's why teams bring him in. True. Very true. Yeah. I don't know who he was quarterback was coaching when he was with the Jets in 2017. This is so sad because we're a game away from talking about Josh McCown's Texans. I know. Now we know all of this, all of this information. <laughs> but anyway. Here, I'll keep it simple. I'll keep it very simple. You're not starting at, at Jacksonville Jaguar. How about that? That's easy. Even not Even James Robinson? If James Robinson plays, then yes, you start him. But if he's not going to play – then no, then you're not starting a uh, a Jacksonville Jaguar. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is a nine. J.K. Dobbins is my start of the week. I love him. I love him this week. He's an eight. Play him. Um, Hollywood, I think he's an okay start. He's a high end flex, so seven. Uh, Willie Steed, I don't want to touch. Mark Andrews is a top five player for me in the position nine. There you go. So next game, the Houston Texans. Josh McCown's Houston Texans. What a king. Going up to going. Yeah, no, it's going up. Going up to Indianapolis because it's south. Going up to Indianapolis. And they are uh, for the second matchup of the season. And it's all it was only a few weeks ago that this happened where the Texans played the Colts in Houston, which was a very interesting game. But uh yeah, so as far as the injuries for this game. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is questionable heading into this game for the for the Colts, probably with the same thing that has been bothering him this entire year. Uh, Duke Johnson's questionable. Brandon Cooks is questionable, and CJ Procise all questionable heading into this game. 
And I mean, what's the deal? I guess David Johnson's back. So that's good. At David least they Johnson. Have, they have that. They, that, they got that He's going back for and playing football. Yes. So as far as the starter meter is concerned, where do you have somebody like Deshaun Watson? Seven. I don't love it. He's a top 10 play, but again, I, I, I don't love it at all. Yeah. He could get massacred in this game. See, what did I tell you during the poll prediction show? I told you that Deshaun Watson would be terrible. What did you say? That he wouldn't be a top eight quarterback? Is yeah. That what you said? Yeah. Well, well, Adam, we have a few more weeks to go, but you may have been close to being right on that one. Oh, but he is number six right now. Oh, really? He is number six. Doom, doom, doom. I hope Sean Watson does nothing. I want to be right on this. My name is Adam. I have moments with the Grease Mouse University. I'm a radio professional. I get emails from the AP every day. Don't put words in my mouth. And I am part of the 1%. Don't put words in my mouth. And I work for WFEN, New York's number one sports radio station. Stop that. Did I mention I have various degrees? What about David Johnson? Seven high end flex. All right. Um, wide receivers: Brandon Cooks, Kiki QT, Chad Hansen. Cooks plays six. QT would be a five. Hansen would be a four. If Cooks doesn't play, QT would be a six. Hansen would be a five. All right. What about? Okay, so then let's just go to the Colts. I think Philip Rivers is a pretty solid start. Six. Six. Solid Jonathan, stream if you need. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, though. that That's an interesting question. You're playing Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He's a, he's a 10. Unbelievable play. Well, it just seems like the, the Colts really are more inclined to use jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor than they have before. Yeah, and let's not forget he had his coming out party against these Texans just two weeks ago. That's true. And it's also true. He had two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, so you're playing Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And the wide receivers. I mean, speaking of resurgences, you have T.Y. Hilton, who's been looking really good. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton's an eight. I have him inside my top 30. I think he's a great, great play if you're looking for hot hand and hot matchup. T.Y. Hilton is probably the one guy that has both of those this week. Uh, Michael Pittman's probably a five. Pascal's probably a two. And I wouldn't be starting any of the tight ends here. Even if Moe Cox plays, I would not be starting Doyle, Ebron, Doyle, Ebron, Doyle, uh, Trey Boo Boo, or Moe Cox. All right. Works for, works for me. You might not be able to uh, sing the song. At least, you, at least if he scores, are you going to sing the song to Jake or whoever fills in on uh, on Monday? Or are you going to wait until Tuesday? I'm wait till Tuesday. Okay. The song is only great with you. Because <laughs> brings out, I know what... brings out my true vocal tone. Yeah. All right. Um... Did you miss it, Adam? 
Yeah, well, I miss. I love the original version of that song that is now ruined. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Great tune, smash hit in Vietnam. Uh, we're talking about the the uh, Detroit Lions going to Tennessee to play the uh, Tennessee Titans. Are we? We are. And yeah, says, says me. Says oh, me. Says you. Yeah. You have power now. Is this a uh, is this a coup? No, it's not a coup. Because I've already, you can't, I can't usurp power from myself. Oh, you have power. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Adam. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say. Yes. Congratulations on one thing. Your opinion slash take. On Kenny Galladay should have been placed on IR about a month ago. Looks better and better by the day. I know. Well, I because I'm sure you saw the report that Dara Bevel said, I think that's a conversation that's coming regarding shutting down Kenny Galladay for the season. My instant reaction to that in my head, because I read I just read it for the first time and I wouldn't want to just yelp on air and you know interrupt the flow that we got going. My entire thought was like, what do you mean it's coming? <laughs> Why the fuck aren't you having it right now? Did your article that you get from the AP tell you this as well? That Kenny Galladay shouldn't have shut down a month ago? No, I don't need the fucking AP to tell me that Kenny Galladay shouldn't put on IR a month ago. I saw it with my own two not two eyes when he started missing weeks upon weeks upon weeks. How is Daryl Bevel with me? Like that's a conversation that I think that's going to be coming. It's like, really? There are only three weeks left of the season. It's week fifteen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just put him on IR. Oh. Are you, are you happy you had your moment? Mm-hmm. I feel a lot feel better. better. I do feel I feel a lot better. Good. Oh God, I'm crying. Oof. Something some things you just don't you you can just tell with your own, Adam, with your own eyes. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> oh God. You good? I think so. Maybe. Okay. Probably not. Probably not, no. But fuck it. Matt Stafford didn't practice on Friday. He's probably not fucking playing. Nope. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel throwing oh, to start a the Titans if you got him. Skeleton crew of receivers and TJ Hawkinson. Start the Titans if you got him. Speaking of the Titans. Um, as far as their injury report is concerned, AJ Brown with his usual, usual shtick of being on the injury report. No worries even, there. No worries there. Although it wasn't a knee issue. It was an ankle issue that he missed the, they missed practice for on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. That's what he limped off with last week and then came back. So yeah, I'm not too concerned about it. Also uh Cowboys legend, Jeff Swaim didn't practice on Wednesday. So that's worth monitoring. 
Jeff Swaim. Fuck him. All right. So with that being said, I mean, this makes your decision for the Lions a lot easier. Here you go. You only started TJ Hawkinson. There you go. You, you're not starting. DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. He's lower than he's outside of my top 20, but top 24. Yeah. He's in there. I wish I had held on to him for just a couple of weeks longer and I would have, would have uh, been the beneficiary. Join the club. Yeah. And for the Tennessee Titans, you're basically starting everybody of note. Besides mm-hmm. maybe John and Smith. Yeah. Tannehill's start of the week for me. Yep. Start of the week again. Seven for Tannehill. Oh, it's not eight. Eight. I'll let the ante here. 20 for Tannehill. All right. 20. Start him. You uh, got it. Derrick Henry is a 10. AJ Brown is a nine. Corey Davis, even if you're needing help at a certain flex position, uh, he could be okay. I have a seven for him. Uh, the tight ends, again, I just don't want to go down this avenue. It's 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 scary street. Yeah. Nightmare on Tennessee Titans tight end street. <laughs> Nightmare on scary street, I think is what <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna that. call. I'm gonna call Spielberg. He can make a film. Yep. Credit. Credit the Basement Talk podcast. That'd be great. It'd be a lot of. That'd be great branding. Great marketing. I'm following. Cre- I'm following a uh, a copyright for that. Yeah. Great. Anyway. Mark that. Make it. A, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, definitely put that on a t-shirt. That's my line. <laughs> well, I just stole it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have copyrighted it. You should have. Anyway, now I'm going to copyright your copyright. Never mind. I'm not even. I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not going down this with you. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Why? Because we have to talk about a rivalry as old as time. Oh God! Shoot me in the throat. Remember when these game when these teams used to play games that mattered? When they had quarterbacks that were competent. Yes. Yeah, I do. Well, it wasn't that long ago. But in a rivalry um, as old as time. The San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. A rivalry known for the catch. Barry Switzer being a fucking idiot. Nothing wrong with Barry Switzer. Great guy. Well, in, the, in that game, in the game that I think you know that I'm talking about, he was being a fucking idiot. Yep, I do. Yeah. And co- countless NFC Championship games. Yes. Anyway, as far as uh, the injury report is concerned, as f- I mean, Raheem Mostert's questionable heading into this game. Yeah, um, practice in a limited capacity on Thursday, so... Good news for anybody that wants to potentially play Raheem Mostert. But again, that could be a trap situation. Who knows? Yeah. Because honestly, even if he plays, you don't know if he's going to get like limb, if he's going to be limited as far as his snap snap count is concerned. He could be. Yeah. He definitely could be, especially with, that, a, bum, with a bum ankle. Right. Exactly. And that ankle has been bothering him the entire year. True. And uh, Debo Samuel is is not playing. Well, he's out for the season. Yeah, nope. 
Yeah, he's out for he's out for the year. To the surprise of nobody, that Devo Samuel is struggling with an injury. Yeah. Why do people keep trusting Devo Samuel? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I do not know. Although I have good news for somebody on the for somebody on the 49ers. You know whose IR practice window just opened up on Wednesday? Stop. Stop. It is enough. Enough. It is. Enough. I might if he plays on Sunday, I may have to play him and Travis Kelsey. Enough. You can't play two tight ends. Yes, you can. As a well, flex. You well, you can. I, no, I, I will I will be going up against a team that has Kittle and Kelsey. Wow. So enough. I'm just saying the window is opened. Please, God. Oh, please heavenly please, Heavenly Father. Don't do this to me. Can you imagine? I would be sick. I would be absolutely sick. That it, yeah. Well, there hasn't been any other update on that. It's just the fact that you know he the window has been opened for him to come back. Basically, it's like if he doesn't come back now, that's it. The season's over because it's three weeks is the window, right? So yeah, and then for Dallas, I don't think there really is anything else offensively. I mean, uh, Zeke is questionable heading into this game, but I assume it's the same thing that uh, led him to be questionable for the Cincinnati game. Right. But Zeke, Zeke is going to play. I actually got a text from a source uh, this morning that said Zeke is good to go. Yeah. I actually just saw that update. Um, McCarthy said that all things look like uh, Elliot's going to play on Sunday. So okay, there, there you go. go. All right. Uh, start a meter. You're not starting Nick Mullins in a playoff game. What are you, what are you crazy? No. Uh, I mean, you're probably looking like, are you, do you trust Raheem Mostert? Mm, I mean, you can, you can, do I love it? No. You could do a lot of things. You can should do you, a lot of things. Should yes. you trust Raheem Mostert? Maybe I should rephrase all of these questions. Should you trust Raheem Mostert? No, no. If Mostert plays, you're not starting a, Niners running back unless you're in deeper leagues. Yeah. Because I think you can go and find someone that is of that's a safer play, I should say, than Mostert or Wilson or McKinnon. Yep. I feel like I had my I feel like I had an elementary school teacher moment when I said, I don't know, can you? Like an <laughs> I don't know, can you thing? It's like you I can you can. I can but should you? Yes. But should you? Absolutely can, but you should not. Yes. Yeah. What about Brandon Ayuk? Ten. Ten. Yes. He is he is an un- unbelievable play. You are starting him, and what did I say? 25 for Devontae Adams? I'll say Ayuk comes down with six catches and a score. Okay. Well, that's a very specific number. Well, I'm all about specificity here on this podcast. Nice uh, SAT word. That. Uh, yeah, I like that. I, what can I say? I, I Speci- Adam needs to listen very closely. Some would say that I am a true master of language. Are you sure you're not the one with multiple degrees that mm. subscribes to the AP? 
uh, listen, I don't subscribe to the AP. I think it's I don't I don't trust fake news. However, I will say that when it comes to language, there are perhaps no more sophisticated linguists of our time than yours truly. But unfortunately, I do not have various degrees, multiple degrees, some would even say, from prestigious Hofstra University, nor am I an award-winning journalist, nor do I work for WFAN, New York's number one sports radio station, nor do I subscribe to the Associated Press to get daily emails from them about the happenings of the day. See, I should be happy that you're that you're heaping all this praise on me, but I know that's sarcastic and I hate it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, the first one's kind of a... The, the first one's still alive, though, because I only have the one degree from Hofstra. Various degrees. I only have a BA. And you probably you probably got a you got a certificate from WRHU because I was in the room at the time. <laughs> you got a certificate. I was in the room. What do you want from me? They give them to every. They give the certificates to everybody. I didn't get a certificate. You left the sports department. That's why. True. Good point. Before you graduated. True. To commit yourself to the required radio fantasy show. And to commit myself to Country Nation. Great program. Well, that too. Yeah, you're the producer for Country Nation. Damn straight. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Whatever. Well, she's nice. You know, she's blonde now, actually. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Some would say you're blonde too. I'm not. I have brown, I have dark brown hair. Hmm. On the surface, yes. This is not a Lane Kiffin scenario. I have dark brown hair and I have I've the only time that I was blonde was when I was really young, like really, really, really young, like a baby. My hair color is definitely changing, as you could see. Pardon my hat hair. This is terrible radio again. But in the front, I'm starting to get some gray. I wonder what you can attribute that to. Gee, I have no idea. Maybe this show taking years off of my life. <laughs> could this person be on the other side of the Zoom call? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You are one of the only you're one of the only people in my life that actually gives me exactly what I expect. All right, let's just talk about the Cowboys, please. Well, you also have the tight ends too. Jordan Reed. And if yeah. George Kittle perhaps plays, then you could probably start him. What kind of fucking science are they gonna inject George Kittle with to get him to play in this game? Put it this way if George Kittle plays, you're starting him. Yes. Well that I mean uh, that much is obvious. Yes, correct. He'll be like a husk. But I mean, sure, fine, whatever. A husk. Yeah. And I thought I was the master of language. And that word's only like two syllables. Husk. That is two. Correct. Yeah. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Andy Dalton? Uh, no. I think. Just like last week, I mean, Zeke and Tony Pollard are both pretty, pretty all right plays as flexes. Um, I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't either, honestly. I wouldn't trust him. I think the only Cowboy you can trust in this matchup is probably Amari Cooper. But even then, if you can avoid him, I would. Yeah. All right. That works for me, honestly. We can move on to uh, the Seattle Seahawks going to Washington. Seahawks going to play the team. Mr. Carroll goes to Washington to play the team. And um, hail to the team. Hail victory. One thing of note is Chris Carson 
practice limited on Thursday with the foot issue. That's been a long running thing. Um, this is interesting. Greg Olson was designated to return from IR on Wednesday. Wow. So that probably means they're, they're going to want to bring him back for the playoffs. Yeah, wow. Um, also, here's something. Guess who's going to be playing on Sunday? We're practicing with the intent of playing on Sunday. The first round running back draft bus. Allegedly. Rashad. Yeah. Wow. P. Carroll said on Monday that Rashad Penny is practicing with the intent of playing on Sunday against Washington. Holy smokes. Yep. That's a name from yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when I said I loved him? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he did get drafted to a to In a the bad first running back. fucking round when he should have been a third rounder, yeah. To an awful running back situation. Yeah. Where he would you knew he wasn't gonna be the guy. Poor King. Yeah. Poor King. Uh Alec for Washington. This is also something. Um Lamar Miller apparently is on the Washington football team now. Lamar Miller. Uh, Alex Smith will attempt to practice in some capacity on Friday, and that is courtesy of Ian. Okay. And uh, Peyton Barber practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday with an ankle issue. Antonio Gibson did not practice on Thursday. There's probably a better chance that he's not going to be playing in this game. Yeah, I would say. Again, it all comes down to the turf toe discussion that we had. You know, do you really, do you really trust that turf toe is is an injury that's going to go away in two three weeks? No, it's something that lingers for the most part. Once you get it, it really does linger. So, yeah. Well, Bryce Love's not coming back. Also, he wasn't. Uh, his window has shut to take him off IR. Yes. Yeah. Bryce Love is done. Yeah, and that was like a couple weeks ago, actually that his window shut. So it's going to be, yeah, I guess, I mean, if Antonio Gibson doesn't play, I mean, I'm just going off of what David Chow said, where he was like, this is probably a couple weeks, this, this turf toe issue. Um, I think it's just going to be Peyton Barber and JD McKissick once again. Yep. And I like McKissick more. Well, especially if Peyton Barber's uh, banged up. Yep. So as far as the starter meter is concerned, Russell Wilson. Nine. Chris Carson. Eight. Carlos Hyde. Three. DK Metcalf. Nine. Tyler Lockett. Seven. Getting scary for for Tyler Lockett, considering everybody scored last week at Seahawks on the Seahawks, except for Tyler Lockett against the Jets. Don't remind me. Um, Sorry. David Moore. Five. Desperate flex. Will Disley. Three. Greg Olson. Negative five. Hundred. Freddie Swain. Negative 27.3564 billion. All right, fine. Whatever. Jeez. Uh, And then for Washington, who the hell is it going to be at quarterback? But you love you love the team more if it's Alex Smith over Dwayne Haskins. Yes, you're right. So if it's if it's Alex Smith, you're feeling good about your core guys like Terry McLaurin, J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas, 
if it's Haskins, you're nervous, and I doubt that you would play McKissick or Thomas, but you would definitely probably be playing McLaurin. Well, here's the thing. If he's trying to – Ian said that he's trying to practice in a limited capacity or in some capacity. Right. If that's not a full practice and he hasn't practiced all week, then you're in a situation where – yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, so we have breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, new stuff from the injury report that literally just ca- came as I refreshed it. Alex Smith is merely observing the media access portion of Friday's practice while Dwayne Haskins is taking all the QB reps. All right, so it'll be Dwayne Haskins probably. And Antonio Gibson is doing position drills at Friday's practice. All right, so he's doing some work. Yep. That's a good sign. So it's probably going to be Dwayne Haskins. So that color is a lot of your expectations for this game. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only uh, player on the team that I would be starting is probably Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Although, you know, Washington's in a, in a divisional is in a fight for the top of the NFC East. Correct. So. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the Giants because they have their own quarterback issues. True. Colt McCoy revenge game, though. Yeah, it's true. Freddie Kitchens revenge game. True. True. Jabril, Jabril Pepper's revenge game. Lots of revengeance. Olivier Vernon, Kevin Zietler. Lots of revengeance. Holy shit. Yeah. Too bad Odo Beckham is, uh, will not be making an appearance. It's so sad. I know. All right, uh, last game of the 1 o'clock hour, it is the Chicago Bears going to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings. And there are wonderful fireworks that happen after touchdowns. Have you heard this? It's every time I listen to a Vikings game for work. You know, I listen to the touchdown calls from the great Paul Allen. Not the not that one. Yeah. Every time he says touchdown Vikings, you hear like the, the pop of the fireworks inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. is the most satisfying sound of it I ever, I've ever heard. <laughs> I love satisfying. it. It is very satisfying. <laughs> the fireworks are very satisfying. I'm sure they are. Yeah, because you because it's like it's like touchdown Vikings and it's like boom, 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 boom. It's great. The Jets used to have fireworks whenever you score touchdowns, but I guess they just they just really barely do it. Well, they don't score touchdowns. <laughs> they do occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, okay. Uh, yeah, so for the for the Bears and the uh, Vikings, I actually scrolled past stuff on the injury report because I was too focused on this. Um, yeah, there really isn't much as far as the offensive players for the Bears anyway. Uh, Jimmy Graham was limited in Thursday's practice, which is probably why Cole Komet is such a uh, hot commodity on uh, waiver wires everywhere. Uh, Khalil Mack didn't practice actually in on Thursday with a shoulder issue. And so that could mean good news for Kirk Cousins. At least he'll be he'll be upright for most of the game anyway. Right. And so for and for the Minnesota Vikings, I guess the real story is talking about the tight ends. Whether it's going to be somebody like if Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph is not uh, practicing on Thursday. Um. 
And also, this is one thing that's in that should be worth noting. Alexander Madison uh, was limited in practice on Thursday, coming off yep. the appendicitis, the appendectomy. Right. Hopefully, he didn't actually have appendicitis. I think. That'd be bad. Yeah, no. Hopefully, it was just precautionary. Um, yeah. So, starter meter. Are you starting Trubisky? against the Vikings. I I like him. Would I do it? Would I do it? No. But I like him. If you're in a bind where, you know, if your options, if you're looking at options like Matt Ryan and Tua, and, you know, if Trubisky or Baker Mayfield are sitting on your waiver wire, I'll get to Baker Mayfield in a little bit. I like both. I like both a lot. Honestly, I don't oh, blame you. Trubisky's Honestly, like a six. I mean, you have that offense. Like we've been saying, this offense looks really good. It, well, it's more so the defense of Minnesota just looks awful. Well, that too. And Trubisky also takes a half. He takes a half off, and then the second half comes around. They realize that the uh, the Bears are down by 20, and it comes down to, oh, wow, okay. We have to, uh, we have to get going now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's what Matt Nagy says after every after every game. Well, you know, we have to still have our resolve. We still have our resolve. Oh, yes, the resolve. Very important. Yeah. Very, very, are, very important. Nobody's quit on this team. We're sticking together. Very, very important resolve. Yeah. Uh, what about David Montgomery? Nine. It's got to be a good start. A Nine. really good start. Great start. And then same same deal with Alan Robinson. Ten. Ten. I, I have him as a top five play this week. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, tight ends, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham. I like Komet more than Graham if Komet well, plays. No, if Graham, well, Graham's the one that's on the injury report. Oh, it's Graham, not Komet. Yeah. Oh, Graham okay. is on the injury report. Okay. Yeah. So that's even better news for Cole Komet. Even better yeah. news. He may not come off the field, which is good. So if Graham doesn't play and it is, in fact, Cole Komet, seven. I would definitely say play Cole Komet. Yeah. No, See, now, if you have Gesicki and you're looking for a replacement and Cole Komet's there, pick up Cole Komet. Done. Yep. That's pretty easy. And moving on to the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Seven. Dalvin Cook. Ten. Ten. Uh, JJ, Justin Jefferson. Eight. Adam Thielen. His name, negative Five hundred billion trillion. Wow! In terms of his play, wow. Eight. Are are you offended? A little. Good. Tiny bit. Good. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hate me yet? You ask me this like I haven't hated you all this time. Oh, I I I know you hate me, (laughs) and I also hate you a lot. That's why we work together so well, because we both hate each other. Yes. What do you think about Irv Smith in this game? If he's by himself without Kyle Rudolph, seven. If he's with Kyle Rudolph, five. Okay. We're finally done with the one o'clock games. Oh, hallelujah. I couldn't have been more balanced like last week. True. Ugh, I hate myself. We're talking about the Jets. Yeah, I'll make this easy for you. Don't start, don't start the Jets. Don't start the New York Jets if you're 
looking at the Rams and who is a good start for you, Jared Goff is a very good streamer, having a top 15 play. Cam Akers is a top seven play for me this week. So go ahead, fire him up. He is a nine on the start to meter. Robert Woods, I know that uh, Adam didn't do the injury report segment for this just because I am saving him from his own demise. Robert Woods is on the injury report. Sean McVay said that it's not going to be something that probably holds Robert Woods out, which is good news, but definitely something to monitor in terms of, you know, managing risk versus reward, whether or not you want to play Robert Woods. Because if this game gets ugly, there's the possibility that Robert Woods just doesn't see anything in terms of trying to keep him healthy for more meaningful games. So um, Robert Woods is a seven for me. I think he's a top 20 play, but if you want to, if you want to potentially try and avoid that risk, you can definitely try and, and, and do it. But Sean McVay has said it should not hold Robert Woods back at all. So I still think he's a fine start. Uh, Cooper cup. I have Cooper cup as a nine on the start on meter. I actually love Cooper cup this week. He is my start of the week at the wide receiver position. So go ahead and fire up uh, Cooper Cup there. The tight ends, I don't want to start either of them. But if I had to pick one, I would say start Higby. And I think that's it for for this game. So Adam, if you would love to move move on so we don't have to talk about the goddamn Jets, that would be splendid. Yes, I would, (laughs) please. See, this is where we can get along. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about the goddamn Jets. God, I'm sick of it. I know you are. Don't uh, worry, your misery's almost over. The Battle of the Birds is this next matchup. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. The Battle of My Brethren. Yes. Not those birds. Well, they're birds nonetheless. Yes. For the Arizona Cardinals, Chase Edmonds returned to practice on Friday with an ankle issue. Uh, Drake Patrick was limited. He's a corner. So, I mean, it's not too crazy. Not, you're not too much too worried about it. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, with a back issue, didn't practice on Thursday. I know that uh, he's been kind of under fire for, kind of, for stuff that he's done. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I'm surprised that they don't have as many injuries as they, as they did. I'm kind of happy because, you know, you never, like you said before, you know, you, you never want to root for injuries, of course. But, um, yeah, there aren't really too many offensive players that are worth worrying about on the injury report for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So, as far as the starter meter is concerned, are you starting somebody like Jalen Hurts against a reeling Arizona Cardinals team? Seven. Seven is a top 12 play. Have him at number 10, so you, you can even say top 10 play. Yeah. The rushing upside about, provides so much so much more value for Hertz. Yeah. What about Miles Sanders? Seven. Seven. Top 20 play. Any of the wide receivers? John Rieger? Charles no. Fulgham? No. Tight ends, though. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would be Goddard. Amazing yeah. how what a week does. You know, we said last week that if I had to pick one tight end to start, it would be Ertz. Now I'm saying it would be Goddard. I'm sticking to that. It'll be the same guy for the rest of the year. It's Goddard now. Yeah. You can drop Zach Ertz. (sighs) Let him be somebody else's problem. Yeah. Well, you're right. I'd even mention Alshon Jeffrey who caught a touchdown. 
His first touchdown of the year last week. Whoopee. Yeah. I hope you didn't pick him up anywhere. No, I didn't. Well, I mean, I don't care. I hope nobody – well, I don't know. I hope our wonderful listeners were smart enough to realize that you should not be picking up Alshon Jeffrey or relying him for anything. After scoring one touchdown. You should not rely on Alshon Jeffrey for your happiness. How about that? He has more Super Bowl rings than Tony Romo. Fuck you. <laughs> well, so does Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, technically. I hate you. I know. Kyler Murray. <sighs> Seven. See, I thought you just weren't talking to me at the protest. No. Well, I mean, I can. But. Uh, Seven. All right. It's an uninspiring seven. Yeah. What about Kenyon Drake? Eight. I mean, especially if Chase, well, Chase Edmonds returned to practice, but I mean, if he's still going to be banged up, I think Kenyon Drake, that makes him a a solid, solid start. Yeah. He's an RB two. Yeah. Kenyon Drake had a very solid one at that. And if the Eagles don't have Darius Slay in this game, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I mean, what can I mean, Darius Slay? What what can you do? He's he's a shorter corner. You're going up against DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, uh, DeAndre Hopkins may win people weeks ten. Yeah. Anybody else? Christian Kirk. Kirk Larry is like Gerald. a six. Life for Charles like a three. And what about Dan Arnold? No. All right. No, sir. You're not going off that uh, big week that he had? No. All right. Not quite. Well, here's the here's the other big game of the week. I mean, I guess there are three, really. Three big games. And it is the Kansas City Chiefs going to New Orleans to play the Saints. And news coming out of the Superdome, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, is that Drew Brees is starting on Sunday. Is it just me? Do you feel this too? Do you feel like this is going to bite the Saints? Them starting Drew Brees when yes. they already have a, when they've already clinched a playoff spot. Yes, and probably the division. This makes no sense. This makes the, no sense. The NFL probably called Sean Payton and the Saints and said, "Hey, we need Drew Brees back for ratings." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the NFL hates the Saints. True. True. The NFL hates the Cowboys too. I don't think they do. Oh, yes, they do. Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell hate each other. No, well, yeah, but they still put them on all the primetime games. Because the Cowboys make the league money. But Roger Goodell hates Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones hates Roger Goodell. Well, yeah, I mean, both of them want to be commissioner, and there's only one commissioner. I would love to see Jerry Jones be commissioner. That means he would be he would be out of any and all investment in the Cowboys. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. League would be run like a country club. <laughs> I mean, is it not already? 
Yeah, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Drew Brees looks like he's going to be starting. Michael Thomas is questionable. That's probably it's just been like that. So I wouldn't put too much stock into it. And oh, well, he has been practicing. So that's the problem is if you see Michael Thomas does not get uh, reps in practice today, that is no S good. No. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Because yeah, Michael Thomas practices in full, then you have no reason to worry. I agree with you. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I don't think there really is much. I mean, there's uh, Darwin Thompson. He didn't practice on Thursday due to an illness. Uh, Byron Pringle returned to practice, which is uh, interesting. And yeah, cool. So are you ready for my favorite time of the week? I'm ready. You're starting your Chiefs, who are not named Clyde Edwards Hilaire and or Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> or Sammy Watkins. Or Sammy Watkins. Boom, we're done. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, though, how how are you? Like, what are you doing with Drew Brees? Would you be starting him anyway? No. Personally, I don't. Th- I would not be. No, I would not be starting Drew Brees. I would avoid that if you can. I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think... Mm, well, Alvin Kamara, obviously, is back to what he was. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's a 10, because I still, I still think Alvin Kamara is hurt, but he's a 9. Yes, absolutely. He's a must-start. Alvin Kamara is hurt, but he's not on the injury report? That's illegal. <laughs> You'll see at the end of the year. When the Saints get knocked out, Alvin Kamara played with a sprained AC, sprained ACL for the entire year. Always happens. I've seen that narrative written one too many times. Yes. I My leg was broken. <laughs> yes. Why does it feel? It feels like, you know, that bit in Monty Python where it's like, she's a witch. She turned me into a newt. A newt. <laughs> it got better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas, if he plays. Eight. Anybody else? Emmanuel Sanders. Five. Traquan Smith. Four. Caught a nice touchdown last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Jared Cook. Six. All right. Now that we're at, now that that's out of the way, we can move on to the real. Real big game, Sunday Night Football, between the Browns and the Giants. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk that this would have had Sunday Night Appeal? Two teams that I'm pretty sure went a combined 2 and 30 in 2017. It's true. 2 and 30. True. in, In 2017 are playing... On Sunday Night Football, the Browns are nine and four, and the Giants are five and eight, looking to win a division title. Weird, very, very, very weird. But uh, the big news 
not only is the Jason Garrett tested positive for COVID-19, Freddie Kitchens will be calling plays against his old team, but also Daniel Jones is injured again. Well, not only right. is he injured again, he has two injuries now. Yes. And it is the hamstring injury and it is the ankle injury. Right. So, I mean, I've heard, listen, when I was at work at FAN, you, I've, I've had to listen to, you know, Moose and Maggie for, for when I was working and they're kind of going, they're ripping into Joe judge for his decision to play Daniel Jones against the Cardinals, which I wholeheartedly agree with as do I, and saying that they, sh- that Daniel Jones shouldn't be playing in this game either. Nope. No, which I Colt also McCoy. agree with Colt McCoy will be the starter. Yep. And uh, Devontae Freeman is still on IR, but he's off the COVID list. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, but it's it's going to be Coleman. Yeah, it's going to be Wayne Coleman, definitely. And Austin Hooper is questionable heading into this game. Actually, let's see what's going on with that. He is it is a neck? It's a neck it's issue. It's a neck. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's not not great. But uh, the Browns will also be getting their top corner. Denzel Ward yep. feels great, he said. He will return to the field on Sunday against the Giants, barring any setbacks. Yep, that's a good sign. Yeah. All right, starter meter time. Baker Mayfield. Seven. Nick Chubb. Ten. Kareem Hunt. Eight. Jarvis Landry. Six. Rashard Higgins. Five. Anybody else? Mm, Donovan Peoples-Jones maybe is worth a look in deep, 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 deep leaks, but other than that, no. Um, and Austin Hooper slash Harrison Bryant. Four. Okay. For both. And for the New York football giants, this is where it gets crazy, where it gets tricky. Colt McCoy. Saddle up Colt. Four. The most popular quarterback in Texas still. Revenge game for Colt McCoy. Yep. Four. Wayne Gallman. Seven. Deion Lewis. Zero. Alfred. Well, who is the back? Is it Deion Lewis or is it Alfred Morris? Is the back? Alfred Morris is is like the rough and tumble sort of guy. Deion Lewis is the passing downs guy. Yep. And then the receivers. You have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, uh, Golden Tate. Slayton, four. Shepard, six. Tate, two. And Evan Ingram. Six. All right. Cool. We will preview Monday night's matchup between the Steelers and the Bengals on Monday. Well, we won't. I I won't because I won't be there. But Bird will with whoever fills in as a co-host on Monday. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but also the Basement Talk Podcast, which Bird and Jake just recorded yesterday. And you can you can find that. You can find um, also the Quizitational, and you can find the debate on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Music. So for my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Facebook Podcast Fantasy Show. Good luck, everybody, in semifinals. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.